Hey there, welcome to the Legal Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy in the flesh, in real life. He's wearing a Seattle Seahawks hat. I'm not happy about that. I don't know why. How are you, Brooksy? I turned it around for you so you can see the NFL logo, Shanaz. It's you all are, good, mate. You're wearing an NFL hat. Yeah. You suck. You you're sucking up to the NFL. <laughs> Who would buy that merchandise? You know, you can buy NFL t-shirts. Would Just the logo? Yeah. It depends. I like the old New South Wales Rugby League logo. I'd buy a shirt with that on it. Would you have bought Just it back that. in the day? No. As a as a retro, like, it's 2016. This was the old logo pre-1995. Gotcha. I'll wear it, but yeah, I wouldn't wear that stuff. But yeah, I'm good, mate. Sunday morning. It's like that Maroon 5 song. Sunday morning, rain is falling. There's a lot of Sunday, <laughs> Sunday morning songs in history, Brooksy. Sunday morning it's coming the, down. But the rain is falling. That's why I was... And, and you remind me of Adam Levine with your uh, sleeve tattoos. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, Brooksy, we're coming off a weekend of amazing rugby league. Or at yeah. least very, very good rugby league, which we'll get into shortly. How has your week been? Really good. Really good. I had a pretty quiet one. We obviously tried to record on Thursday night, but the internet didn't work. You say obviously, but people don't know that. No. Oh, yeah. We didn't really say anything about it. Yeah. So, guys, we did try and record on Thursday, but it didn't work. But um, I've had a really good week, Shnaz. Just getting ready for the weekend for the rugby league. And it's here. And and it's here and it's gone. (laughs) And yeah, it was all that I wanted and more. It was great. How about yourself? What did you get up to? What did I get up to? Uh, Just, you know, just living my life, living my life, working, looking after the kid, that sort of thing. Did you go out for brekkie on the weekend? I did. I went out uh, on Saturday morning to my local Urban Bites in Newtown. It was pretty good. Nice. What did you get? I got a vegetarian big breakfast. Ooh. Yeah, didn't go for the meats this weekend. Yeah. And it was good. Nice. It was good. They have a nice coffee there. Yeah. Um, anything catching your eye on TV or in podcast land? I'm trying to think. TV? Not so much. I'm going over a few old TV shows. Yeah. Like? Just um, Arrested Development. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, watching that bits and pieces. Like, it's the sort of show that you can just go back. I've watched, I think, the whole... First three seasons twice, mm-hmm. and it's that that sort of show where there's recurring jokes that you can pick up on. There was a few more new jokes that I picked on up on <laughs> the third time around. Uh, yeah, just just doing that. Um, but yeah, nothing new at the moment. I'm sort of keeping my eye out for a series that I can bang out. So if anyone's got any ideas, give me a shout. What about yourself? What are you dabbling in at the moment, Shnaz? I'm um, a little all over the shop, actually. I've got Bloodline ready to start. Oh, have you heard that? So, season three has been announced, but that's going to be the last. Okay. So, you, yeah. So, I'll be ready for that. Maybe save it for when season three comes out and you can just do it all in one hit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but yeah. um, still on the, s- the same two shows I've been watching on and off for the last month, which is How I Met Your Mother and Gilmore. Gilmore Girls, so pretty light, mm. light viewing, but it's been good. Um, and any podcast you're listening to at the moment, we should know about. Just the regular ones that I've been listening to for the last few years: Bill okay. Simmons, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Um, what was it? I was hoping there was an NFL one that I was getting into. It was uh, RJVP. Yes. 
I but think it was called. Yeah, the um, Rosenthal Jeselnik Vanity Project. That's right. Uh, NFL based. I think they're just one and done. Shnaz. Oh, okay. One season. It was awesome. I find the NFL podcasts are either very hit or miss. Like, yeah. Like some of them, you get really excited by. You read the description, see who's on it, mm. and they're just punishing. Uh, the only one I really like is the Cousin Sal Friday. Yeah, that's good. Sort of um, guess the lines podcast. Now, is it just me, or does he sound like Larry David a bit? Yeah, he's got a bit of Larry David. He does, doesn't him, Yeah. Because I listened to the episode this week and I was like, he's got a Larry. Anyway. Have you seen him on Kimmel when he does his little uh, skits? Yes. Yeah, yes. very funny. He's a funny you man. You can catch him on YouTube if you don't have the Foxtel. Okay. Now, Brooksy, where can people catch us online as in the League Life with Brooksy Engineers? At League Life NRL is your handle on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, the League Life with Brooksy and Schnaz. And our podcast, you can find it at iTunes. And SoundCloud. Our SoundCloud website is soundcloud.com forward slash League Life NRL. And on iTunes, you can search us by typing in the words League Life NRL Podcast. Get reviewing. Give us a couple of stars if you feel it's necessary. We'd love any feedback. I got to do a commercial for this stuff. Mmm. <laughs> Boy, that Hennigan goes down smooth. <laughs> And afterwards, you don't even smell. <laughs> That's right, folks. I just had three shots of Hennigan's and I don't smell. <laughs> Imagine, you can walk around drunk all day. That's Hennigan's. No smell, no tell, scotch. Friday night, what an amazing game. They rarely disappoint these days. They don't disappoint. Broncos, Cowboys, Cowboys, Broncos. Um, man, it was a great clash and... What, the first game back since we've had extra time? That went beautifully. Fantastic quality, and I feel a bit harsh um, and and sorry for the Broncos going out that way. I mean, wow. Great game. Similar way the game played out to the grand final. The Kyle Felt kickoffs. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm, I'm losing sleep about that for next Friday night. I'm not mm. playing in the game. Well, luckily, this time around, it didn't really have a big swing of well, what happened. Like, it, well, nothing really eventuated points-wise. It was yeah. already 26-20, but, yeah, it, it, the Matt Gillette trip late in the game was something that I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, why? I understand it's you got to stop him at all costs sort of thing late in the game, but... Uh, it was so blatant. Yeah, it was just he just stuck his leg around. It's just unfortunate. Um, the Broncos again holding that late second half lead. Shaz, that was the seventh game in the past two seasons we've seen these two teams come up against each other. And you want more? You're asking for more. Yeah, it's it's unusual how it's played out because you know two great clubs in the last you know at least five years. Obviously, yeah. the Broncos have a longer history of that, mm. but. You know, rivals and some amazing players in both teams, but you 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 couldn't script it like that for yeah. that many times. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's just unfortunate they don't have that stadium built up there yet. Because I was like, if they can get like a thirty thousand seat stadium up there, mm. it, this is the pinnacle of the rivalry at the moment. You would have to say with how close yeah. the games have been. It's just unfortunate. You could see some of that atmosphere. I've never been up there, to be honest. Like I'm just throwing this out there having not been north of Bundaberg before. But it just seems like some of that atmosphere is lost. If you had a, a bigger sea bass or something up there, it would just be an epic experience. 
Yeah, I think the way it's built, it's a very old school stadium. There's a lot of grassed areas and a yeah. lot of open open areas with the noise escapes and that yeah. kind of thing. So you might lose your vibe there. But um, oh, I don't, where do we start, Brooks? I mean, Jason Tamalolo starts and finishes with him, doesn't it? He <laughs> was just unbelievable. How's these numbers? Twenty three runs, two hundred sixty five meters, twenty eight tackles. He was. You saw him come off like in the mid second half. Um, section and with about I think 14 to go he came back on and he just every hit up was just brutal like I think he I remember early in the first half um, he lined up Maguire and absolutely knocked him over and you knew he was up for it he was up for this huge game he just off the back of winning the award the RLPA players player um, he put in a performance that was amazing. The the game against the Storm, he didn't play too well, but he bounced back with authority, Schnaz. Brooksy, he played 75 minutes of the 90 minutes all up. Yeah. Amazing effort. Um, he's only, I think, 23 years old. Oh, he's unbelievable. And you look at, they'd missed Ethan Lowe and, and some of those forwards stepped up in his place. What do you think of Cohen Hess? I like him a, a lot. young guy. I like him a lot. He, he reminds me really of, well too. He plays in a very similar way that Ethan Lowe does. That kind of dominant, but not. You don't always notice him. He's not a superstar, but man, he holds his position well, and he's he's been a very good replacement. Yeah, they. I, I felt that right side of the Cowboys was was on song. Schnaz, you look at O'Neill, Hess, Morgan, felt they all played quite well, and I think that was the difference. You know, although. Jonathan Thurston again, an amazing play in extra time to set up Morgan. Yeah. The switch back. They just play so well together. Um, yeah, that, that right side, you know, Neil got two tries. Morgan set up two tries as well as scoring the match winner. It was it was just a solid performance. And what did you think of uh, the youngster, Kalen Ponga, out on the out on the wing there? Made a nice little run early in the first half. Yeah, he got a nice early touch and he... He's certainly not out of place. I mean, his NYC record is unbelievable. Yeah. And he looked good. He looked good. I mean, I think both him and Bowen have more than... I mean, Pong was only one game, but they both really lifted to first grade standard. And, yeah. And I think Paul Green knows he's not going to really lose much there. Yeah. Um, if anything, he probably gained something. I don't know. I, interesting selection this week. Yeah, it was... What he does. It was a bit of a what if for the Broncos. Like... I don't think they really targeted that left side too much, yeah. and James Roberts obviously missing their right center. Like it could have, he could have had a bit of a field day out there with Bowen and Ponga out there, but we'll never know. But look, the Broncos. I think you look at some of their numbers, Schnaz. Fifty-four missed tackles and sixteen errors, albeit in ninety minutes. Yeah, it was tough conditions, and yeah, they. Uh, I think they were probably. They'd go. They'd be disappointed with how they played late in the match again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they, when the scores were level, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't automatically thinking the Cowboys were going to win this match. Like the Broncos were well and truly in it. I know it's a silly thing to say because the scores are level, but yeah, like they were up for it. Mm. Um, and I think they'll be disappointed, as you said, in the way they finished the year because a b- whole bunch of people, inc- including you and I, had them in the grand final for a long yep. time so yep. i think the outside backs there was a bit of a weakness there um yeah who's the young fella tom 
Opacek, yeah. Opacek, he was a little bit off his game, yeah. particularly defensively. And uh, I think, th- as we said, the Cowboys, the young backs came in and they lifted, whereas the, the Broncos backs, you know, they were just off their game a little bit. I thought Milford and Hunt had a, a good shot at them. Like, they they sort of tried pretty hard. Yeah. And, um, the Broncos, for the next three or four years, they're, they're going to be up there. Yeah. So it's about finals time and how they can lift in those occasions. But yeah, those Kyle Felt kickoffs. Yeah. Wow. I hope that the uh, Cronulla Sharks are practicing those all week because they are lethal. That reminds me. I was like watching the game. And I was like, I wonder if Shanaz was enjoying this this battle. What do you think, as a Sharks fan? Uh, like, I'm, what were some of the yeah. thoughts that came to mind, like uh, throughout the game? I was getting a million texts about um, <laughs> the extra time. Oh, it's just yeah. so good. Yeah. Sharks are home. All this yeah. Sort of stuff. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you people are saying, and yes, it's probably better than worse that they are playing mm. extra time and they are yeah. going for it and really hitting each other hard. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it won't affect them too much next week. They might get tired in the legs, but it's I don't think it's going to be a difference between winning and losing. Yeah. Um, I thought every high tackle should have been looked over and maybe dealt with <laughs> some suspensions. <laughs> But um, I was definitely watching from a from a Sharks point of view rather than a NRL fan. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was probably leaning towards wanting to play the Broncos, probably just because of the Thurston factor. Yeah, yeah. well, as a neutral, it was a cracking game, it one was. of the best of the year. It and was. look, congratulations to the Cowboys and the Broncos. Look, I think you mentioned it before. Good, good future. They're two of the centers, as we mentioned, Roberts. Wasn't playing. Reed, who was out for the yep. pretty much most of the season, yep. who they went in with thinking that they'd be there in the big games, weren't there. They'll be able to rebuild and fill the, that position accordingly. And as we mentioned, Opacek looks looks pretty decent. Just didn't have a, yeah. one of his best games. Now, Brooksy, let's go straight into Saturday Night Football. A lot of hype about it. Yep. I think a lot of people, including myself, were a bit off with the prediction of it being a shootout. Yeah. Um, which was probably... It probably helped the quality of the game, I guess. Like, the fact yeah. that it, it wasn't a ridiculous touch football game. Yeah. Um, I think, in hindsight, it's a game that Penrith are going to look back on and regret the way they played. They went down 22-12 to 12 to the Canberra Raiders. And uh, neither team really... Overly impressed me, i got to tell you. No, the first half was, like, although Canberra, again, like they did against the Sharks, put in a good good performance in the first half. They yep. didn't really go on with it. Yeah. Uh, did get a couple of tries, but uh, the Panthers didn't look like they were up for it in the first half at all, and they should have probably put a lot more points on uh, the Panthers there. Uh, great first try to Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. You know, it was great to see him. You know, obviously, uh, Blake Austin and Josh Hodgson were coming into the game with injuries. Um, oh, Shanaz, did, did you see at the end of the game that Ricky mentioned that Josh Hodgson had a stomach bug as well as his yeah. ligament torn off? Tough week. <laughs> like, it reminded me of there was some old NBA games on and, and MJ, Michael Jordan, played sick against Utah in the NBA Finals one day. We were just sweating profusely. And it just reminded me of that, like looking back on it now this morning um, and watching the highlights, like he mustn't have been feeling good. Imagine any hit to the like mid-region would have just tri- could have triggered something. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I mean, stomach bug aside, yeah, three or four times the way he was tackled or the yeah. way he went down on the tackle, it looked like he rolled his ankle again. Yeah, I don't know if that was if he was overprotecting it or yeah. what was just I don't all the all the opposite, and he just wasn't thinking and he just went down on the ankle. But I thought two or three times he was gone. He's in like I was thinking about it last year. There was an instance where he was diagnosed with like a broken leg or something. Like he he. I think it was against Melbourne where he kicked the ball out of dummy half and his leg like clattered into um, a Melbourne leg. Mm. And like it was like a hairline fracture. It wasn't like a massive break. But he was back in a few weeks. He's got to be one of the hardest rugby league players in the NRL at the moment. Yeah, he's he's one of the buyers of the decade. I mean, he's just he's a very, very, very talented player. You would think he's going to win the Dallium. Yeah, the year, which would be big shout out to the Canberra medical team. Like yeah. having those two available for that game, they played to the best of their ability. They, you know, you didn't you didn't really notice that they were like, you know, they would have if you you didn't know what happened last week, you wouldn't yeah. have really known anything other than them focusing in on um, Blake's hand. But yeah, it was it was just a solid performance from those two. Who else stuck out for you for Canberra? Schnaz? Um. Was there anyone like in particular? Oh, the the prop Paulo was really strong. Yeah. He was fantastic. Um, we both have a fondness for Paul Vaughan. Um, yeah. For Canberra, they're going to have to learn really quick how to play finals footy. Yeah. Like they have to learn it within six days. Yeah. <laughs> because the disrespect they showed the ball and even, I guess, the disrespect they showed sort of you know, positioning on the field and that kind of thing. It was just... Yeah. Uh, another team would have really punished them. I mean, I sort of think maybe the Sharks did that last week to them. They got the grind more. Yeah. Uh, and Penrith will have to learn how to play that way if they're going to, you know, feature in the finals next year and years to come because you can do the razzle-dazzle and that kind of thing, but they had so many turnovers. Yeah, it was funny because they, they went in 12-0 at halftime, I think it was Shnaz, and then... To start the second half, you saw them work their way down the field. Hodgson put in that nice kick into the corner of the in goals. Got the repeat set. Croker goes in the in the corner, 18-0. You think yeah. Canberra's got this like ability to be able to, to turn it on like that. Be structured, get to their kick, get the repeat, and then score. And... That was, it was surprising for me because, as you said, they just had a disdain for the ball early in the tackle count. They were chucking it around, yeah. like particularly close to the um, goal line, yeah. uh, the Panthers' goal line, and they've wasted opportunities to really grind out tries. And you did mention Paulo. I think they really dominated the middle, and that's something they could have carried on and probably put on 42 points rather than 22 when you look back on it. And you're absolutely right. They need to make sure that when they're in those positions, they need to convert. But I was thinking as well, Schnaz, they got there playing that way. Do you change it up going forward? I just think you have to a little bit. I'm not saying don't play ad-lib football, but Mm. um, I don't know. I mean, in Penrith's case, when they started playing catch-up football, it sort of started to work. Yeah. But that was what was required. Yeah. But if they'd done the dirty work... And off the back of that, which they've done in the weeks gone by, mm. um, thrown around a bit, then maybe it would have stuck. And in Canberra's case, they could have 
easily um, shut out that match in maybe the fiftieth minute. Yeah. If they'd, if they'd just stuck to that sort of finals like football, I'm not saying you have to be robotic and be boring like Melbourne or to a lesser extent Cronulla. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah. saying that. But, yeah. um, but th- they're the sort of that's a style that's going to win you a comp. I would think in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. I don't particularly like it. <laughs> I wish we were playing like the Ipswich Jets and doing yeah. short drop-offs and yeah, drop-outs and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you who was really good for Penrith, and that was Nathan Cleary. Yeah, you liked him? Yeah, outstanding. For an 18-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, Paulo was running at him the whole game. and mm. um, There know. was one tackle where he got b- bounced yeah. off. but That's fine. He, I mean, yeah. I, his, I, his, you know, he's trying to kick a goal and all these morons are like clapping in his ear. It's just like... He really, <laughs> he really went, went like it was a really tough road trip for him, you know. So back to that, Schnaz, the clapping, too much Viking clapping. Camera people love the clap. I thought it was just a pregame ritual. It was going on like uh, clockwork last night. A three-game old pregame ritual. Yes, but that's all right. They've got to start, start somewhere. somewhere. You're right, and it. It was funny because Pat Richards tweeted out, oh, the Mick Ennis claps are really taking off down in Canberra last night. Look, ultimately, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah. I don't think they can be so precious about it. Yeah. And I don't think they should overdo it. And then use it to taunt goal kickers. Like, it's got to be, surely it's pre-game. And if they win, it's post-game. The, the players go over to the crowd and they do like they do it in the in yeah. the Bundesliga a lot. I notice in in Germany football, a lot of the teams celebrate by doing that. The Icelandic team that that brought it back yeah. into fruition recently in the Euros. Now I were doing it post match as well, but they wasn't it wasn't going off every four minutes like it was in camera last night. Surely for a goal kicker, he's going to be more intimidated by. Twenty-five thousand people booing him than doing a slow, steady yeah. hand clap. Yeah. Um, or your dad's jobless, <laughs> something like that. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> That's his reply. Yeah. Um, I hope that the Canberra Raiders and all their fans, and we know we've got some Canberra fans listening to us, and yep. we appreciate that. Yeah. We even like you, so just relax yeah. out there in Twitter land. <laughs> um, I hope they're cool with the fact that. The second greatest, maybe second or third greatest football club in the world, the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. are officially taking on the Viking club as of oh, tomorrow. Because of Canberra. Did you I have a word? I believe because of Canberra. Yeah. Hey, this is Sam from uh, Newtown, Australia. Get, get on the YouTubes and uh, check out what's happening down in Canberra. They're Vikings too, sort of. They're like Raiders. <laughs> yeah. They do it. They've got, they got the horns. They're Horn Brothers. Um, Vikings.com, it's official, it's happening. Yeah. Um, and they're making a big deal out of it. So Sweet. We'll see how their fans yeah. react. They might do it just the same. They might get very clap heavy. Yeah. Love the clap. Why do you go to the footy? I love the clap. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I love a chip and chase. No, nah, I love the clap. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was, it was, you know it was, what? They're one game away from a grand final. Good yeah. luck to them. Yeah. Well, let's see how many of them can get down to Melbourne and start a little clap going in the corner. That'd like be, that'd be good. I mean, it'll be sold out. Yeah. And I would imagine there'll be thousands of Raiders going. Yeah. Like they're pumped. But yeah, like back to the Panthers, Schnaz. I just wanted to say, that I didn't think they'd get this far, and right. they changed a few things up throughout the year, and it's promising. I'd have to. We spoke to our 
good mate Nathan Maguire this morning who went down there and, and I think he seemed pretty positive about what's going to happen in the future there. And you'd have to think so. Moylan, how about that pass out to Peach? Yeah. Like it was awesome. It was on the money. He like they've got they've got the players in place to be successful. They're bringing James Tamo from the Cowboys down to shore up that front row. So look, I think I think there's positive signs ahead for the Pandas. Let's not forget they the centers they played yesterday aren't their centers. Yeah, Tyron Peachy and the English fella. They didn't. Yeah, they're not really centers. Yeah, um, so that was a weakness. Yeah, um, a guy like Peachy needs the ball in his hands, and he barely saw it. Yeah, they got a big couple of years coming up, and yeah, probably the best young roster in the land. Brooksy, let's have a little break, and we'll come back and we'll talk some more rugby, rugby, rugby league. Say you got a big job interview and you're a little nervous. Well, throw back a couple of shots of Hennigan's and you'll be as loose as a goose and ready to roll in no time. And because it's odorless, why, it'll be our little secret. A-T-double-N-R. Yes, that'll do. Okay, welcome back to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. We're going to do a news Present. section now. Yeah, I'm glad you're present. That will be a long episode. Um, now, how about those sharks? <laughs> oh, the shark, shark, sharks! <laughs> That's rich coming from the dragon den, boy. <laughs> Look at you, you're breathing fire. You see what I did there? Breathing fire. Yeah. Dave. Now, on my rundown, it says Bennett. We're talking Wayne. Yeah. So in the news, Schnaz, what's been happening? And I just wanted to say, I'm not going to delve into this situation. I just want people to understand that some of the media outlets and the identities within the media are beyond ridiculous. We had the mole from Rugby League Week, I believe, tweet out something earlier in the week saying, in 48 hours, there's going to be a big story about a coach coming up. Just remember where you heard it here first. I love, I love it when people put claimers just, just on that. Just remember, like, you know, I'm, I'm your guy. I'm your guy for breaking news. I told you so. I told you so. And then 48 hours later, we find out after the Broncos game that Wayne Bennett, the big, I'm guessing the big coach, is having some relationship problems and has split up with his wife. Okay. So, that's the big story that he's proud of dropping first, that being proud of... Because Wayne Bennett's always in the news about his relationships. Yeah, and he's exa- such a exactly, terrible you know. man. And it's like, this is where we're at, yeah. rugby league fans. Yeah. This is where we're at. And it's disgraceful. I'm sorry, this guy who goes by the mole, like, just concentrate on rugby league topics. That's what we like you for. We don't want to know about people's relationships. We don't want to know that you're dropping this crap. Just go out, report about rugby league. Report, it's just report about players coming over from clubs. If you've got like a player who's done something crazy in a nightclub and it's going to affect the club, yeah. sure. This isn't going to affect anyone except for Wayne Bennett's personal life. I understand it's, it's a gossip. Well, it's not a parody. It's like some sort of alter ego or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he gets the scoops. It's not, he's the I'm mom. not saying that it's like totally against what he's, what he's promoting himself as. But just stick to rugby league. Don't do relationships. No well, one gives if, a shit. What if his argument was, 
it's rugby league and relationships. It's like it's, it's part of rugby. what if he, he would have some uh, he would have an argument. He's going to listen to this and like all good league analysts do, and he's going to say, Brooksy, yeah, it's part of my job. I would be suggesting that he look to go into probably Sydney Confidential or TMZ Sports or who knows so, somewhere his own little Perez Hilton style blog on the web. Just. Just concentrate on rugby league, mate. You're in rugby league week. Tell us where players and coaches are going in terms of clubs, but not whose house they're going to after the game. And that's all I need to say, Shnaz. On that same topic, minus the journalist you're talking about, a very well-written article by a very good-looking man in Craig Wing, (laughs) former rugby league star. And he wrote an article about his experiences with socialising as a player and how being a full-time NRL star is not a normal job and not normal hours and not normal work days and they're not even really consistent. And he wrote a really great article, I think it was on the Raw website. Yep. And it was about how he's probably met a whole bunch of people that aren't really angels, but he, you don't really know these things when it happens. And I mean, you can explain it better, Brooksy, but it, it yeah, was a no, really good article. That, that was it. Like it was talking about, and, th- and this gets back to the fact that we are finding out a lot more about what um, rugby league players are doing off the field. But he's just backing up, I guess, what happened with Jared Hayne in a sense that, yeah, sometimes it, it can be inevitable that, they do bump into these guys because they want to go out and they want to have fun, but they can't go into big pubs and clubs where, you know, they're recognised a lot because they just want to go off and let some steam off. You know, yeah. they're professional sports players. They want, when they've got downtime, they want to head to quiet places, but they still want to do what they like doing in terms of so, like socialising with friends and whatnot without... I guess the hindrance of of people coming up to them every every two seconds, and yeah. it was saying that I guess that nightclub, that pub um, atmosphere where they do get the private rooms and the booths are, you know, generally places that have some sort of connections to these people, and it's inevitable. Yeah. And then I think it was more showing that there needs to be a bit more um, caution outside for rugby league players in terms of what what they can and can't do. And you can't just point your finger at the players because the options out there for them are, are quite limited. And yeah. it just gave... I, I, I just thought it was a great insight from a player, from someone that has, you know, been both here and overseas as a professional rugby league and rugby union player. And yeah, it was a, it was a great article because there was so much stuff that was spat out about Jared Hayne and and opinions about Jared Hayne in that circumstance. You know, there was a lot from the two people that were involved, from Jared himself and Chris. Um, uh, I can't remember his last name, Mister Bikey. Mister Bikey. <laughs> um, yeah, and and that that was a good thing about it. I think that it really rammed home um, what it's like to be a player, Brooksy. Some player movements. Yes. We have Blake Green going to the Seagulls. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good purchase. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, they need to fill some roster spots. They're pretty empty. They, they filled the CEO as well this week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're a team in transition. <laughs> yeah. um, we have 
uh, a guy I'm a big fan of, Nathan Brown from the Rabbitohs. He's going to Parramatta. Yep. They could have the two best props next year in Vave and Brown. <laughs> you heard it here first. And <laughs> your Dragons have yes. signed Cameron McInnes, the hooker from South. Yes. Interesting. Was on the cards. So rain is uh, out of there. So rain's done. Yeah, the rain of rain is... Rained. Rained. Been rained in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, well, in- interesting to see how Cam fits into the system. I think he's somewhat of a similar attacking player to Rain. It's pretty so traditional. We'll see. And, he, and he, I guess he is a similar player to Rain. Like, he, he was racking up some tag defensively, pretty much similar in terms of numbers uh, with tackles. But, look, I'd, a new player could, could breathe some new light into their to the stagnant attackner. So, let's see what happens. Now, there's also news on the Women's World Cup, Brooksy. What's happening there? Yeah. So, it will run concurrently with the Men's World Cup in 2017. And they're going to be playing the round-robin and early finals matches down in the Shire, down in Cronulla. Really? Yeah. So, the first lot of games are going to be down there and then they're going to take the semis and finals up to Brisbane and play the final as a double header with the men's World Cup final. So That's, that's post-season next year. Yes, post-season next season. Cool. If that makes sense. But yeah, it's just it's just great to see Cronulla, who have supported the women's game so strongly, be able to put this on. I yeah. think that just shows that they've they've been rewarded for what they've done in the field of women's rugby league and it, and it's great to see. Yeah, and I think depending on the scheduling, they should get some people down there as well. Like, uh, it'll be well supported. Oh, and I forgot with Blake Green. Sorry, you, you put me on to hold Cam up, McInnes. Hold up. yeah. I, I sort of does affect the Dragons. Do you think Green going might open a door for the great Benji Marshall being able to play number six down in Melbourne in 2017? Yeah, I think if they can fit him in the cap, then um, I would suggest that it's already been spoken of and and being looked into because we all know that Bellamy, you know, has this great history of bringing in players and making them Storm players. Yeah. And Benji's obviously exceptionally gifted. He's on the wrong side of the age factor, which is unfortunate, but he still looks, um, he doesn't look fresh, but he looks he looks fit and healthy. And, you know, I, I think that when they had Ben Roberts there, yep. they made him look really good. And he's a yep. bit of a flashy player he's, and he's not a great player. With Benji, I think if he can fit them into the way they play, I, uh, it could be one of the great intriguing moves in rugby league history if that yeah. works. So I kind of hope it happens. Yeah, I want to see it happen. I think it's I think it's the chapter in Benji's career yeah. that needs to happen. It'd be a good farewell for him. Yeah. Because people forget what he did to this game. Yeah. He changed the game. Why do they call it Oval Team? The mug is round. The jar is round. They should call it Round Team. <laughs> That's gold, Jerry. Gold! All right, Schnaz. Let's look ahead to this weekend coming up. The first one, Friday night. Cronulla Cowboys. Well, actually... Thinking about it, look at this makeup, Shanaz. We've got one through four. So we've had two weeks of really good games, but we're very unnecessary. <laughs> we should just have a top four. But um, yeah, it would just 
Imagine how fresh the Canberra fans' hands would be if they didn't have to clap for, from those two games. Yeah, and they would have had a home final against Cronulla. <laughs> we were, it's just basically what we did in week one. But no, like we've got we've got a team each representing Queensland, New South Wales, the ACT, and Victoria, which is great to see. Sorry, New Zealand, it didn't work out. But um, yeah, we got we're representing more regions in the AFL this year, Shnaz, which is pretty good. Got to admit, we might be the national game this year. But um, Friday night, Cronulla, Cowboys, Allianz Stadium of all places, vying for a place in the grand final. History either way, tell me what you think. I'm pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell you, and it's, it's a week out and I'm nervous. So yep. um, It's a really great thing for a fan to be in this position one game away from a grand final. And yep. I've... I've only experienced it, uh, you know, a handful of times in my, shall we say, adult life. And um, it's really, it's a really fun slash nervous place to be. I'm sure our, all of our listeners, they probably experience it every year because yep. they support successful clubs. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, they work hard from November through to now and it, that's not, I mean, it is a cliche, but it's true. Like it's, this is where they want to be. And unfortunately, when you get to these places, you play really good teams. Yeah, of course. <laughs> There's not yeah. really too many walkovers. Yeah. So You've got the defending champions. Defending champions. So um, my team, if they're going to get through, are going to have to earn it. And uh, it's good because we played them in 2013, that very controversial match, very entertaining yep. match in the same venue. Um, last year, they flogged us 39-0 in the yep. second week of the final. So there is some finals history there. And you've got Paul Green, the former Sharky, yeah. leading them as well, which is cool. Very, very much a well-loved figure still at Cronulla. Yeah. And a highly respected figure now. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to make the field or not, but you've got, you know, Tamalolo versus Gallon, which they'll dredge up in the media, which is yeah. probably a more of a media thing than a real-life thing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, just all over the park, there's some great... There's some great... Um, matchups so it's going to be a good atmosphere we're both going to be out there yeah and we encourage all of our listeners to get out there maybe come say hello maybe we could do like a meet and greet or something with all four of you could do yeah it'd be great um could all be, i i just wanted to say too like looking on twitter um the past week the CSSC have organized buses going out to allianz yes. i think there's seven buses already fully booked yeah there's uh, I think there's at least, let me do the math, like seven or eight bays on the far side of the F SFS, uh, on the eastern side, that are sold out. Yeah. And they're all Cornell fans. Yeah. And different sort of like fan groups and that kind of thing. And obviously the majority of fans will be from or supporting Cronulla because of the distance, obviously. There'll be some Cowboys fans there. But yes, the CWSC, um, one of the officials supporter groups they've done an amazing job yeah the organization there's there's actually I, I know a guy who and apparently you can do this through the scg trust he's bought 600 tickets for sort of like him and people he knows and they've all sort of paid up front obviously yeah but they've bought and i'm not sure if that's a bay or a bay and a half or whatever yeah but he's just bought 600 tickets how good is that <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> So they're, you know, the Sharks fans are pretty excited. Yeah, you've got to be. Like, you've had 
the week off, you've had the Cowboys who have been battered by the Storm and the Broncos over the past two weeks. Like, I was at that Cowboys-Storm game, Schnaz, and that was that was a battle. Um, you know, Ethan Lowe can attest to that. And it is going to be a tough ask for the Cowboys to... And it'll be amazing if they do knock off the Sharkies to have be, to have lost to the Storm and then gone bang-bang against the Broncos and Sharks. Like, I... We'll be talking about this if the podcast goes this way, but I think there's got to be consideration if the Cowboys go back-to-back that JT is the greatest of all time. And we'll delve into that later, but the, I, I think the Cowboys, way, their path and, and what they've achieved last year and heading into this year with the talent that's been... like Some of the teams that have played this year have been phenomenal. And it is really setting up to be... Either way, an amazing game. Oh, the combination of the four teams who will play their own final. It, th- there's just so many great storylines and styles. So it could yeah. be the grind of Cronulla Melbourne, or it could be a bit more flash of Raiders v Cowboys, or you know, the other ways it could go. I mean, it yeah. could be razzle dazzle v a wrestle. I don't know. Yeah. But um. It's going to be great, and let's let's talk about the other games. Storm yep. Raiders down in Melbourne. The Raiders have a really good record down there. Yeah, right. Um, particularly recently, so they're not going to be overawed by that, I don't think. But as we stated before, they're going to have to um, get in the grind. Yeah, going from a, a let's say weakened Penrith pack to a fresh Storm forward pack is going to be a tough ask for the Raiders. Um, some of those young guys going to have, have a bit on their hands, like Bromwich, Harris, Proctor. Oh, yeah. Their like, pack's unbelievable. That's just to name a few. Yeah. And, and Cameron Smith, obviously, leading him around. Uh, the thing for me is, I think, looking back historically at the Storm in finals and, and thinking about how the Raiders play, I think they play similarly to the old Warriors teams. Throw the ball around, yep. create a bit of second phase. And that could be a key to unlocking the storm. Um, we saw the Broncos do it a few weeks ago. And you know, I guess Ricky will probably be watching a bit of that tape to see what they can take from that. But I think I think the Raiders have a chance. I think out of the three teams like the, the storm are coming up against, I think they're prob- uh, they could have potentially come up against here. I think the Raiders are probably one they probably wouldn't have wanted to come up against. Yeah, you're, you're right about the, um, the Warriors comparison because we've seen in years gone by, how they have had some success against them down there. Um, so that's what I mean by getting the grind. If Canberra can stay with them, then they definitely have the points to beat them because Melbourne yep. don't score a lot of points week to week. They'll, yep. they'll score 16 and then defend like anything mm. and that'll be that. Yep. But Canberra are particularly hard to defend against. Even so last night, some of those tries were a bit, you know, a yeah. bit of whack. So... If if Canberra can stay within four to six points, or be ahead four to six points, and then score one or two amazing tries, yeah, or just tries, that'd be amazing. Um, that could be the game for them if they play smart footy. Yeah, because Melbourne are going to play smart footy. Canberra, they're going to have to be like their coach back in the nineties, and they're going to have to kick well and chase well and do all that yeah. boring stuff which yeah. they probably don't enjoy doing as much exactly as uh, exactly right 
and that's where they've got to get to their kicks because they're going to be pinned in their half a lot more against the Storm than what they were against the Panthers. And they don't want to be putting the Storm in a position to attack, you know, when they're first getting the ball. I saw a few times last night, um, and, and they did this really well with Mansoor. They, they took him out of the game by kicking down his side but behind him. Like, yep. if he was short up in the line, they'd put it behind him and sort of take him out of the game. They need to come up with some some strategies with regards to kicking game like that against the Storm because when, when the Cowboys and Storm were playing, the, the Storm was still getting on the front foot even though the Cowboys were putting in a pretty decent performance. They were getting good field position and that's what they're going to do to them so look they've got one of the masters in terms of kicking game at their at the helm ricky stewart yeah and i was saying to you off air i was watching some of those penrith uh raiders grand finals in lead up to yesterday's game and his kicking game was amazing yeah and that really set a platform for the raiders back then yes it's not 1990 and 91 now but that's who you want at the helm if you're trying to beat the storm and they've got that in Aiden Caesar. Like, he's a really yeah. good kicker. So, if he has a good game, it'll go a long way to them yeah. winning. Um, was and he the quiet? Was, short. was he yeah. quiet last night, Caesar? He was. Yeah, he was It was a little quiet. But, yeah, he did. Like, again, he, he was some, his kicking game was pretty effective from what okay. I saw. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Like, he's just got a. He's got so many. There's so many options there for the Raiders. You know, the short kicking game is pretty good. Like, Joey Laylow has put in some really good kicks as well. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think the Raiders, you know, you've got so many different facets in terms of um, attacking kicks. But See, I think I think this week in the prelim, for example, BJ is going to have to die with the ball a bit more than what he likes to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to get too messy. Yeah, yeah you've got to set up for more, yeah. Because those passes and kicks, they're kind of fluky. Like, yeah. there's skill involved, but they have to stick and the other guy has to catch them or chase the ball and... Against Melbourne, yeah, it all could <laughs> fall apart. Yeah, like they could all be in a. Yeah, there's a fine line because be you errors. can't you can't just be clinical like them. Yeah, because you won't win that fight. Yeah, you saw that in um, round 26 against against uh, Cronulla. Like you just, yeah, you got to take it to them a bit, but you got to be smart about it. Which you know, in round 26, the Sharks were not smart about it. But Canberra definitely can be smart, and they definitely can win this game. What's your predictions? Who's going to be in the grand final? I come look, on, Brooksy, get off that yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I oh, yeah, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You when I want to, yeah, 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 you. But <laughs> I honestly think, like after watching the games on the weekend, I'm gonna find it pretty hard for the Cowboys and the Raiders to back up and win. I like against the against Cronulla. I think the Cows are gonna just cop it again. They're gonna. They, it's gonna be a physical battle, and I don't know if they can do it again. Cronulla, like I, I just feel there's something about him, Schnaz. There's something about him. I've said that about all the fifteen other teams this season. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about him. There's something about the Sharkies, and and yeah, Does it I, I, I to think you tr- if if Paul Gallon doesn't play, does it change? No, I don't think so. I think this yeah. is where, you know, they played well last week. I think they'll take a lot out of having the week off and, and coming up, you know, obviously watching the Broncos-Cowboys game, dissecting it, dissecting the Cowboys. I think 
I really like your guys going ahead and, and I I can't see the Raiders going down to Melbourne and winning, particularly with the injuries as well. Like they're not gonna be hundred percent. And I look, it'd be an amazing effort if the Raiders get through. I I think I said earlier in the finals that I, I think they're gonna win the grand final, but yeah, with these injuries and stuff, it's just it's just it's just gonna be a tough ask. I can't wait for the strategy of that game. Ricky v Bellyache. And I can't wait for Bellamy Cam because it is going to go off if it's a close you match. Have Ricky, you have Coach Cam, have both of them. Ricky on the sideline, Bellamy up in the box. That's going to be awesome. What about you, Schnaz? Well, mate, should I ask you for a tip for Cronulla Cowboys? Well, what, what, what would you, you like to tell me? Like... You like want, obviously you. want Cronulla to win. I've been waiting on my life for this moment. The heart saying Cronulla, that the blue and black flannel says Cronulla that you're wearing today. <laughs> it does. Um, the, the hoodie sitting next to you on the table with CSFC says Cronulla. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that it's more about how the team plays and not who they're playing. So I think for for once, for them this week, if they come out and play with a lot of energy and and minimise the errors and penalties, which which have been a problem all year, then they're a real chance of going through to the grand final. Yeah. Um, and I think as great as the Cowboys are, and they're going to be a real challenge, and Thurston's the best in the world and all that sort of stuff, I think that if Cronulla lose... A lot of it will to do with will be to do with Cronulla defeating themselves and not yep. the Cowboys being overly amazing. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, they might win thirty nine nil, and this might be a stupid statement, but I'm more worried about the way we play. And when I say I'm worried, I'm not like going in thinking, oh, we're going to play terrible. I just hope they go out there and they um, take it all in. It's going to be a big crowd. Yeah. Last time I was there in this situation was oh uh, eight, and we got bounced by Melbourne, and the crowd was unbelievable and the team pretty much just freaked out. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a different occasion and there's a lot more experience. And aside from Gallon, who may or may not play, and I'm probably the only one saying he won't play, but that's just me, uh, it's a very experienced team. So I am hoping they're going to go through. And I think that um, Melbourne will be a little bit too clinical for the Raiders. But you know what? Bounce the ball and that kind of stuff. It, it Honestly... Either game could go either way, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what we've asked for this year. We've had so many good teams present themselves as premiership contenders. I think we've got the best four throughout the year, and I'm looking forward to another weekend, Shnaz. Okay, well, um, why don't you just give us a bit of a shout-out on social one more time? We're at League Life NRL on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Facebook. We're on the Facebook. We're Facebooking as The League Life with Brooksy and Schnaz. The book face. The book face. We're on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. You can catch us by searching League Life NRL podcast in the iTunes store or find us on our website, www.soundcloud.com forward slash League Life NRL. Brooksy, I'm not going to be sleeping too much this week, mate. I've already started like... Awaking in fright and horror. I say that in fright and horror, but it's just like, it's more the panic. It's not so yeah. much something bad's happening. 
but I'm very much looking forward to the weekend. Just go watch some videos of the Dragons attack from twenty oh from twenty thirteen onwards. And you should get some good night's sleep, Shaz. <laughs> I already do that. Or <laughs> <laughs> some Vi- some Vikings with uh, Sam Bradford at the helm. That should put you to sleep. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, I know. It's border but battle It tomorrow. will happen and it will put you to sleep. You don't this like week. Sam Bradford? Not a fan. He's don't never- you reckon he looks a bit like Ryan Reynolds? Yes. But like if Ryan Reynolds had like a botched surgery or something? No. <laughs> That's just being mean. <laughs> no, he he was good. It was USC. Was he one of the USC boys? Yeah. I remember seeing him at college. And he, he was decent in the NFL. He's never had a good yeah. team. No, nah, he's so uh, tore his ACL. And obviously, he's walking into a team where he's just want the playbook. So yeah, it's not going to be you know a great show of attack necessarily the first week. But uh, they had to do something, and they I think they rolled the dice pretty well. But um, this week, Brooksy, we're all about the Sharks here at the League Life. You're on board. Yeah, I guess so. Depends. I've, I bought the, I bought a Cowboys flag last time I was at a semi-final <laughs> against Manly. You lost that after 10 minutes. No, I've got it. found it. <laughs> yeah, I found it in my last move. I, bet I just don't have you. a pole. I bet... <laughs> I better not see you with a Cowboys flag. It'll break my heart. <laughs> no, I, I could not do that. No, I'm going impartial. I'll wear something blue and black. That's for sure. Any white in there as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, white tea underneath. All right. I don't know. Brooksy, we're out of here, my friend. Thanks so much for your time. Thank me for my time. Thank our listeners for their time, most importantly. Yeah, thank you very much. And um, I guess we'll see... You, see you, them, and you, and us <laughs> later on. <laughs> well, Friday, I'm definitely seeing you, Schnaz. So hopefully, we can do something on Friday. Yes. And maybe a few others can be involved as well. So yeah, hit us up throughout the week. If you're going to the game, let's go have a celebratory beer for the Sharkies. All right, Brooksy, I'll see you then. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs>